You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes. Heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it. As we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good morning and welcome to Consignment Heroes live right now down in Zooplex on a, you know, it could be a better day, but hey, you're here with us and we're here taking calls right now. We are live and our number right now is if you want to call us and get a free assessment on anything to do about stuff. Anything in your house, anything at someone else's house, if you can just think of something that you want to value on, even if you don't have it in front of you, we can give you an assessment on it. Anything from old china to sports memorabilia, art, lamps, furniture, art pottery, anything that's kind of sitting around and you're like, oh, you know what, that, that's, that's $5. Or like your, your family member for the years has been telling you that's $5, get rid of it. But you think it's worth a lot more or you think there's a lot more value of keeping in your family we can give you a free assessment about it. It can be it can be comic books, it can be video games, it can be music instruments, it can be just a piece of wood. We what? can give we can give an assessment of a piece of wood. It it doesn't matter. We will we'll help you as much as we as we can. And if it's if you're trying to move or like downsize from being a condo to or going from a house to a condo, a condo to a house, we can help you that way too. We can either buy your stuff, get rid of your stuff, or give you stuff. For a price, obviously. Yeah. But if you want to call in right now, our number is 416-360-0740. I forgot to mention, um, you need a pen, you need a paper, and make sure they both work, and we'll get to it. And the number right now is 416-360-0740. The toll-free number is one 740 So how was the week? What? Well, not how good the week was. Our show day is going to be great. We have a special guest in the in the studio today with I See Something Over There. That's why people want to be live streaming us. If you have a chance to go to a computer and live stream us today, you're going to see something that I've never seen before. Okay? So, so you can go to zoomer.ca. You can just type that into the in any search engine, basically, and it'll pull up the Zoomer website, and you can just do live streaming of whatever is going on in the studio right now. So you can look at my dad's bad hairdo or you know whatever he's showing in front of camera. That's what you can see live streamed. Yeah. But we also have, we have that. We have the story about the casino and the apple, but we'll get to that later. Okay. And we have this, this, I want people to do the live streaming here. We're also going to talk about the London show, the London comic show. I want to get over, talk about it now because last week I kind of rushed on it. Okay. We're going on this weekend, not this weekend, but the weekend after the weekend coming up, we're going to have a special interview with the person running the show. But this is Southwestern Ontario's, and we reach that. We have a lot of fans out in Guelph, Kitchener, London, all down Southwestern <laughs> Ontario. And we have a lot of uh, listeners up here in uh, Toronto. This show is worth going to. Okay? So what kind of show is it? It's a comic book, and it's just a fun show. It's a popularity show, pop show, as I call it. It's got people from the village people there. It's got uh, actors and actresses there from your favorite science fiction shows. They have the world's largest exposition of the thing i'm not sure what that is i think it's a movie you can specify a little bit more about the thing 
They, they said the thing, and that's it. And But it's supposed to be the largest show of it. Uh, Marina Sirtis is there from uh, Star Trek Next Generation. Now, how often do you get to come up with... You've watched that show a thousand times. Wouldn't you like to meet the actress behind that, that the character? Yeah, you know of what course. I mean? And, like, we have someone from uh, James Masters from uh, Buffy. is a Marvel's Runaways. We have... Um, David Keith from The Thing, of course. Okay, we have people from Star Wars, Daniel Logan, Star Wars EP2, Clone Wars. Uh, we have um, Julian Rushings. So you you can basically meet a lot of people at this thing. Yes. Now, there's free parking. This is a big thing, they, and it's not that much to get Well, it's in. in London, isn't it? It's in London, yeah. I should hope there's free parking. It's at the Western Fairs, uh, at the Western Fair Fairgrounds. Okay, it's free parking. It's about a eighty thousand eighty thousand square foot facility. It's all air conditioned, all like really comfortable. It's well lit. There are thousands of comic books there. There's going to be lots of artists there. There's just going to be it's a lot of day. You can bring the kids. This is an event that you can bring your kids or grandkids to and show them who your heroes were. Okay, and even maybe start them collecting something. So there's going to be a lot of heroes out there, including the consignment heroes. Yes, we're going to be down there on Friday for sure. Uh, but it's I got to tell you the dates of it now. I'm just going to do this so I don't mess it up. So if you do want to go down to London, which I, it's, it's, it's quite far for me, but I'll be there. It's a beautiful city. London is a, is a beautiful city. Forest City, they called it. Okay. So okay. if you want to meet anybody that my dad just listed, plus there's plenty more. And or there's the wrestlers. Heroes. Oh, I forgot about the wrestlers are there as well. But it is, uh, the dates of it is October 26th, which is a Friday, 27th and 28th. So at the end of the month. It starts at Friday, it starts at 4 o'clock till 9, Saturday is 10 till 7, and Sunday is 10 to 5. Okay, it's a Western Fair District, 845 Florence Street. Now, they have, it's free parking. You can also go, you, you punch in London Comic Con. If you, if you don't if you want to find out more information, because maybe we've gone over too fast, uh, you can go into London Comic Con, just punch that in, 2018, their webpage, a fully information web, all this information is on their webpage, okay? Okay. Well, you if, you, if you want to get, well, you know, people from Toronto have their ears perked up when they hear free parking. Yes. When you park in Toronto, it's absolutely ridiculously priced. So free parking? Yeah, I'm going. doesn't matter where, Cambridge, <laughs> London, Mexico, it doesn't matter. It's free parking. Yeah. But, uh... If you do want to call in and get a live assessment from the Consignment Heroes, we are now, right now, live in studio taking your phone calls about anything with stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not telling you. I'm telling the listeners. Okay. Okay. Yes. Uh, but if, if you are one of those listeners or you want to be a talker on the show, you can contact us right now live at 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. And the toll-free number is one 740 4740 Okay. Okay. Now, I, also, I have to get to the calls. What, what, no, what no, do you have to I'm, say? I'm just saying the show is even going to get better because I'm going to talk about... We were here this week on Thursday at the Zoomerplex at the opening of the Radio and TV Museum. And a relative from uh, Mr. Baird was there, who was a venture of TVs, and Farnsworth was there. It was great. And I have a special item I'm going to show in a few minutes about that. That is just, it is a special item. It's like one of those things interconnected. I went to another friend's house, the Pie Man. I was over at Glen Pies. And he says, I was up there. And he says, yeah, I've got a stock certificate from there. From that guy. From 1934. I actually can show it now. Oh, okay. This is a stock certificate. Okay, at this thing the other night, they showed a movie about the invention of the TV. Okay. In 1930s. Okay. 
So now what we have here is a stock certificate from 1934 from the Baird Television Company in England. Okay, one of those small worlds. I mean, how many people would have this? And I went over there, and, and he pulled it out within two minutes. He says, "Yeah, I think I got it. I think it's right here." And he happened when we talked because we were talking about how what a great time we had. So you used to need a, a certificate to have a beard? No, no. Beard was one of the was was one of the uh, inventors of the television, and his uh, grandson was here. So I thought, geez, if I'd had it the night before, I could have got it signed by him, which I thought was really cool. But the idea was, it was one of those things I said, I, you know, the, uh, the pie man has all this stuff. And I said, I was at this event. It was great. I said, the French fries were fantastic. I wasn't supposed of to Of course, have any. eating the French fries. Yes. But all the people that were there, Moses was here. The movie was informative. I learned a lot. And the museum was open. I think there's right now the museum's open free to some people. Okay. Some people. Okay. Yeah, I think if you go to the, the again, over to the Zoomer site, they'll talk about the museum. And I think they have free. It, it's worth it. Even as... If it costs money to see this museum, I guarantee you're going to have a good time and learn something. Let's go to the calls. Oh, oh, you're done. Okay. No, no, I'm not, but we have to go to the calls. Okay. Um, I'm going to go to first caller, uh, Margaret in Little Britain. Ah, they have a great auction. They have two auction sites out by Little just Britain. Just let them talk. They're okay, sorry. Out. Go on, Mark. <laughs> Hi, Margaret. Are you there? Yes, I am. So what do you got for us? Okay. Uh, I don't know if it's a, a painting or a lithograph or what, but it's about uh, 12 by 36, and it's about the uh, Wellington and Blucher meeting after the uh, Battle of Waterloo. Okay. And on the bottom, I guess you've heard about this probably, but it's been painted by Daniel Machise. Okay, okay. Machise or something like that. Well, you and, engraved by Lumstocks. Engraved makes, once it says engraved, all of a sudden that's your first clue, this is not a painting. Okay. Oh, okay. Now, but I'm going to go on, go one step backwards. When people are calling me up and stump on paintings, or if they're going to be prints, a lot of times you can take a magnifying glass uh-huh. and look at the look at some of the color. If you see little dots instead of brush strokes, uh-huh. if you see little dots, then it's a print. Okay? Oh, okay, because that was how they printed back then. Okay. Okay. And this goes for a lot of people. If you if you're thinking about calling, I don't mind. I don't mind taking the call. But I'm just we're always here trying to help people and inform them how to find out what their stuff is worth. We just we want people to get the most for their money. We don't want them to get ripped off. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because if it was a painting, wow. Because a person did sell a uh, hundred thousand dollar painting for ten thousand dollars about six months ago. If they'd known. They would have been a lot, a lot happier. But oh. if you look with, like, it's just a case of with your magnifying glass. If you get a magnifying glass, a lot of people have one in their house because uh, we're mm-hmm. getting older and we need this stuff. Okay. Yep. And you look at it and you'll see little dots. As soon as you see the little dots, it's a print. Okay. okay. All right. Thank uh, you for the call. Oh, you're welcome. So, yeah, if you're going to be one of those, don't be one of those people of selling it for $100 when it could be $100,000. Yes. So go to the dollar store, buy a magnifying glass, and you can increase your profits by about a million percent. Okay. Uh, we're going to go to the next call, uh, Salma in Guelph. Hi, hi Salma. Hi, how are you? Hi, you're live on Simon Heroes. What do you got? I have a spoon from the coronation of King George V. 1937. Okay. With something like this, your most valued part would be, hopefully, it's sterling. Because a lot of these coronation stuff, they were, because they didn't have to pay rights, and there was a number of companies would come out with them, there's a lot of them out there. Even the metals only go for $10, $15. 
most of the time. If it's silver plate, we actually just put them in with our collections of souvenir spoons, and they go for a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars. If it's got a picture of George V in the bowl, if it's just you know just says it on the stem, it's not. No, no, no. it has his his um, from his shoulders with his crown and everything right on top of the spoon. On the top. But most of the people collect souvenir spoons by the places or the scene inside the bowl, where sometimes it can be hand-done, or it'll be uh, they can even have enamel work. So souvenir spoons, I've sold them up to $500, okay? Mm-hmm. But most of the time, it's either for a limited event. Now, coronation was ce- the cor- coronation of George V was celebrated around the world. George VI? George VI. Yeah. It was still celebrated around the world. Um, anytime the coronation, because back then Britain was a powerhouse. And like, what was the expression? The sun never sets on the British Empire until England, until India left. It was somewhere around the world that the sun was on. Because mm-hmm. there were, you know, Australia, Canada, India. Uh, there was places, you know, that whenever you looked at one of those old globes and you saw pink on there, that meant it was part of the British Empire. Oh, for goodness sake. Yeah, yeah. No, that's why we sometimes tell the old globes, and and they'll still sell. Old yeah. maps, old atlases, but anything from the British Empire was always in pink. Hmm. Thank you for the call. No problem. Um, we're going to go to David in Mississauga next. Hey, David. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. I have a complete copy of the Toronto Telegram, dated uh, Monday, July 21st, 1969, on the front cover is the lunar landing uh, yeah. with Neil Armstrong's picture and Ed Aldrin. And I actually got Neil Armstrong to autograph that Ooh. back in about 1982 when I was at a conference and I knew he was going to, uh, going to be there. Okay. Well, the first part of your call was boring and then it got really interesting. There. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would when I got talked about the signature. <laughs> yeah. Um, Aldrin. I'm trying to think. I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't had one of those pieces in a while. Well, you keep preaching one of those, like those things are so like they printed bajillions of No, them, no, right? no. But to have it signed adds a whole different story to it, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's like, um, but Buzz Aldrin, he signed a lot. He was a nice guy. Some of the guys didn't sign. <sighs> this, this was just Neil Armstrong. Neil Armstrong on it? Yes. I got Armstrong on the left side, Aldrin on the right. It's the Toronto Telegram, and I got Neil to sign it right beside his picture. Okay, Armstrong signed it. Okay, that's uh-huh. better. Okay, just because and because the Canadian the um, the uh, um, it's a defunct paper too, right? The Telegram. Yeah, that doesn't count. There's people. It's, it's like with the you know when it came along with the loony and the toonie, everyone saved their loony, their one dollar bills and two dollar bills, and we right. get them in every day. And as soon as someone hears, it's almost like, you know how I say on here, and I'm trying, only trying to help people. As soon as you see collector's item or a limited edition, run from, don't in, in, buy it if you want to just enjoy it, but do not ever invest in them. Um, I would say if I had that item, I'd probably have a couple hundred dollars on it. Just because it's Toronto, uh, Armstrong, I'm trying to say right now, because um, there's not going to be a lot of people who got that. Where'd you get it signed? Was he up here? No, I was at a conference in Boston that he was at. It was my one of my company conferences about 1982. I got it signed. You know something? Now, okay, during the beginning, this here, I'm sorry, I, I misspoke there for a second. Uh-huh. It's because of its size. This thing is, I would want to get it. I know you know it's real. Really, but if yeah. you ever want to sell it or if you want to pass it down to your grandkids or whatever that is, I would get it uh, verified or what we call um, authenticated, right. this would cost about $100. Okay. 
Uh, you're on, it'll be, and I think then if you got this on the Toronto Sun, I'd probably be able to sell it for, oh, I don't know, maybe I think a couple thousand, maybe between thousand and two thousand dollars. Do you think that's what it's worth? Yeah. Well, after, after it gets authenticated, though, because authenticated. Right. that's that's, only that's what. And you know something? This is where we say when we're dealing with people uh, who want to downsize. I say if you leave, give us enough time. If you if you combine time with what your price that you want to get, uh, we have a better chance of getting it. If you want to sell it, you say, Paul, I want to sell this tomorrow. I don't care what you get. Then it's going to go for less. But if we have time, I would get it authenticated, and you put it up there. Someone's going to want this for their man cave in Toronto. Some office building downtown Toronto is going to want it. It's it's a nice item. We yeah. we just picked up all the Challenger press kits. I've got about 100 of them from the Challenger space missions. But I have uh-huh. the press kits. They're worth about $10, $15 each. But I know people buy space stuff, and... Yeah, you know something, if I had that, I'd probably hold out for $1,015 to $2,000 for it. But I have to get authenticated first, or else you will not get the money. And, okay. and I'm going to show this again. If people are um, podcast, no, what is it called? Live, Live streaming? streaming. We'll get Live there. streaming. I have in, I'm going to show right now a picture of something that we got authenticated. It's a Bobby Orr rookie card from 1966 mm-hmm. 67. If it's on there right now, this card would have sold for three to four thousand dollars. And who's that authenticated by? This is done by uh, P. This is done by PSA. It's graded as a six. This card in this condition is worth about twelve or thirteen thousand dollars. Oh, sh- okay. Before it was authenticated, you'd be hard pressed to get three or four thousand for it. If it had been graded at higher as an eight, this would be worth forty-five thousand dollars for one hockey card. Okay, so if this guy, if this gentleman was going to get uh, the, his signature authenticated, it'd be by somebody else? Or would yeah, be... we would do it by JSA. Okay, so JSA is like the, the author, like they, they do the authentication for like everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, well, they're, they're the best. Uh, they're, they are recognized around the world. If you're selling this to somebody in India, they're going to take a JSA auth- authentication on it. Okay, well, if you're listening from India and you want a JSA authentication, we can provide that. Um, we... Uh, th- again, this is uh, a show all about stuff. If you want to call in, we're taking uh, calls live down at the Zoomerplex right now, and the number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740, and the toll-free number is 1-866-740-4740. And our special guest when we come back. I would say Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by New Generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New Generation Kitchens and Bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. We're down here live at the Zoomerplex with the Consignment Heroes doing a show all about stuff. 
you can call in and get a free appraisal or anything like that. So right now is a good time to check if your pen and paper are working. And you can write down this number and call us anytime throughout this hour of the show. It's 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. And the toll-free number is 1-866-740-4740. I know, you keep telling me i got to slow down the numbers. Well, instead of saying it twice, say it once really slow. Uh, okay, but if they miss a couple numbers, I just want to give them another chance. Do you know how fast you talk sometimes? Like you're giving an appraisal on something, and okay, you miss like half the description on it because you, you just get so excited. Like your eyes just go, like oh my goodness, what you what, you actually have that? Okay, well we're gonna get to Mary Ellen in a minute, so everyone should get. So there. we're gonna get to our special guest in just a minute. In just a minute, but I want to talk about something because I have a friend of mine because I was there. The person who gave me the stock certificate the other day. We're talking, and we're talking. He gave me these things to show on here. These are Olympic Games patches. Okay. Okay. From Squaw Valley. Now. These, these patches, this is from the jacket, this is from the sweater, okay? Now, I found a valuable thing the other day, that <laughs> moths don't eat these patches. Don't eat the patches. That's yeah. some good advice. No, but what happens is, is that they do eat the woolen sweaters, okay? Who's, who's eating these things? Moths. Oh, moths oh okay, moths. So what happens here is that people who want I can't I can't show someone this this moth eaten woolen woolen sweater, so they cut it up. So what happens is the sweater that was that this was on, okay, this from the Kitchener Dutchman uh, from nineteen sixty. They won the sixty. They won the silver medal at Squaw Valley. The sweater would be worth probably ten thousand dollars. If it had the actual sweater that he cut this patch but off, but the of. only like thing that has those are moths. The moths eat woolen sweaters. But and my point is, is when you discover something, you know how we say, don't clean it, don't fix it, and don't cut the patches off. There was a person who had a um, maple leaf sweater from the fifties, forties, and they had the the emblem was worth maybe five hundred dollars. The sweater was worth twenty thousand. Okay. But all they had was the patch because they cut the patch off because they said the sweater was all moth-eaten. But collectors will buy it like that. So uh, the collect- they'll buy it even though it's half moth-eaten. Even worse, there was a, there's a sweater from, I think, the St. Patrick's, uh, Toronto St. Patrick's, before the Maple Leafs, they were called the Patrick's, St. Patrick's. That sweater would probably sell for around $100,000. Wow. For See, one sweater. People have these in their basements. Well, how many do you know existed, <coughs> like right now? Well, there was actually everyone on the team had one, and it went for a couple of years. I get that, but do you even like? Have you seen one before? No, I've never seen one, but I know they exist, and that's why they go for that kind of money. A Toronto Maple Leaf base, uh, hockey sweater from 1961 or 60 would probably, if you had an Armstrong or Davy Keon or something like that, it probably you know it would probably sell for a Keon uh, Armstrong Mahovlich. Would probably sell for forty thousand dollars. Forty thousand dollars. One sweater. Even a nobody will sell for money. Well, you know, it's it's hockey season. People are going through the clothes, and you know, if you have one of these, but, but I'm just saying, don't don't cut them up. We want the whole sweater. People typically don't go to their wardrobe with scissors, but yeah, no. that's that's some good advice. No, but you would. I'd say one out of every th- three sweaters, they had the sweaters and they cut them up. They said they come. Now, sometimes they cut them up years ago, but sometimes they cut them up two days before they before they handed it in. That's what I'm saying. So let's go to Mary Ellen. I just, I don't want to rant, but I want to tell people, don't, 
clean anything before you send it to us because you don't want to spend the money clean. You might wreck it. Number two is don't fix it because if it's only worth $50 and it costs you $200 to fix it, that's not worth it. And don't cut up your hockey so, sweaters. Okay, so when I was growing up, I was told not to run with scissors. But yes. you also do not go to your wardrobe with scissors. Good idea. Let's talk to Mary Ellen before you go somewhere else. Mary Ellen, how are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks, Paul. Good. Now, I see you brought something in, in interesting. What is this now? This is um, Napoleon on his deathbed. And it's, I'm not quite sure what type of instrument. I think it's a harp. And there is a, a little, you can hear a slight sound. Here, yep. I'll just turn it. And the figures were turning, and he used to go up and down in his deathbed. But I don't think, they're not moving at the moment, but we still you do get some it. sound. <laughs> you busted know. it? I don't know what I did, but anyway, okay. they did move. <laughs> what you have there is an automaton. Okay. Oh, okay. You have an automaton, and uh, this is probably about 1820, 1830, in that area. <laughs> um, I'd like to know who it was made by. I have never seen this one, for sure. Uh, this is interesting because people who collect Napoleons are going to collect it. People who collect uh, musical instruments are going to collect it. People who collect automatons are going to collect this. This is, I would, oh. It's like we used to say in our show, I'd like to, we're going to have to find out what this is worth. Sounds I mean, good. literally, this could be, I know what I'd pay you right away, but I'd be ripping you off and I wouldn't even venture that. I think this is going to be worth probably between five and $15,000. Oh, wow. Terrific. But that is not the upper limit on this. Because I've never seen it before, I mean, I'd like to see the condition. I think you're now, I'm looking at it. Um, one of the men doesn't seem to be there, but most yeah, of them are there. They move. The back here, but they all did kind of turn around. As I mentioned, Napoleon would sit up and, and get okay, back okay. in his bed. Yeah, no. Don't. Now, here's a case where we've got to take the professionals got to do this because we could have to. Probably needs a little bit of restoration, a yes, little bit. It I don't does. often say that, but in here we want to take it. We want to make sure it keeps on working. Okay. Now, on this as well. Um, I heard it there. It didn't sound like it was tuned, but I guess if I was 180, 200 years old, I wouldn't That's be tuned right. either. <laughs> you um, want me to try it again? Here? No, 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 no. We're going to leave this to professionals. No, oh, no. Oh, okay. It's, it's, this is a case where I say sometimes no damage has been done in the last 50 years while I was sitting so up in the attic. So leave it alone. <laughs> leave it alone for right now. It's your thing. You can do whatever you want with it. I strongly um, uh, tell you not to do anything with it right now until we can bring this in and find out... Uh, because if it's worth 15000 and you bust it and make it down to 3000 That's right. Not good news. You don't want to do that. But this, no, this is one of the more interesting things that anyone's ever brought in here. And this is probably made in France or Switzerland. Uh, with um, There's a disc on the side that rotates right. around. We can actually can take this apart, but we'd leave this for the experts on this. I see the little figurines are polychrome. This is what indicates the age on this. It's a wooden disc on this on the end. This is a nice piece. Well, thank this, you. No, well, don't thank me yet until we make money on it. <laughs> okay. Now, um, no, because I think if we in the right hands, we'd want to make sure it works. I'd want also want to go inside and hopefully there's some indicator of who made it. Okay, there, I can't find an indicator. There's no name tag. There's a tag on the top that I can't read. Um, maybe there's something on the bottom, but I don't want to move it around too much. Um, there might be something inside. It'd be nice if we know who the works were made by, or um, who painted it up, or uh, who sold it, even a retailer. 
But if I was guessing, I'm going to say this thing's 1820, 1830. Mm, that old. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And Almost I don't think it was dad. mass produced <laughs> because right. on a quick look on computer, I can't find another one. I can't even find anything close to this. No, I couldn't when I was uh, sourcing out, trying to yeah. get information. There was nothing on anything like this. Well, an automaton, there was one that sold recently for around $3 million. What? Wow. So um, would that make you happy? It would. And Delighted we make our purchase. I would be. Pardon? Delighted I would be. But we'd have to do a little bit of work on this. Now, this is something that I think, you know how we're doing this, uh, this TV show? Yeah. This is something that we could pursue on the TV show. So this is what you, we'd be looking for people that be able to get the proper appraisal on this, basically. Yeah, because I know th- I don't know everything, but I know people who do know everything. So how how are you going to appraise something that's 180 years old? Like there's people that don't exist that long. No, no. What we do with this is we fix it up a tiniest bit, not nothing, not take anything away from its integrity, what it is now. But what we would do, it's almost like we, when we certify stuff. Uh, when we certify cards and stuff like that, we make it a little bit presentable. This is probably an auction item. Another dealer might take it. I'm going to have to talk to a couple other. I'm going to have to talk to a couple other dealers on this. All right, Mary Ellen, I really um, that this is an amazing piece. This is probably one of the most amazing pieces I've seen in the last year, and I've seen a lot of All stuff. Right. Wonderful, but. The truth will come up when we, we don't want to find... It's by no means... I mean, I would pay a certain amount right now just even on just a complete gamble. But I think it's worth much more, and I think you need our help. You need the help of the consignment heroes. All right. How's that? You're on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mary. Well, th- th- that, that was a crazy piece. And like, it's, it's so nice to have it come down in studio and see it with your own eyes. You oh, know, yeah. Like it's, 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 it's just something amazing. Like, there's a different when someone calls in, like, you know, they're describing their item. But when you actually see it, it's like, whoa, that, that like, you know, I, I have never seen anything like that before. And oh. I've seen a lot of these antiques that you have always forced into down my throat my entire life. Um, speaking of all those antiques, if you have one of those in your house and you want to get it checked out or just get an appraisal by my dad or me right now, we're, we are live in the studio at the Zoomerplex and there's anything, like if you have pottery, musical instruments, patio furniture, if you have an automaton like this one that was here and you, you're like, I have no idea what that is. Is that, is that a little bank? No, like, no. What happens is the, the figures move around. It, you crank it, and we don't want to crank it now, but the figures move around. Okay, as the, as the instrument plays a tune. Yeah. We don't know what the tune is yet. We will find out what the tune is. We will tune it. We will find out the cranking will produce a certain tune, and the figures will move. They're all beautifully hand-painted. They're all made out of wood. And the I think everything is wood except for the wires. Everything else is wood. The, the crank? It's a harp-like. Pardon? It's a harp-like yeah. instrument. Okay, but like, but like, you would think for something that old and like being wooden, it would just it would be broken so easily. That's probably why there's not that many that exist, right? It well, or be, they didn't make many of them. They might have made five or ten, and then it might have been shut down because Napoleon was a hero, then not so much a hero. Right. Oh, okay. okay. Well, if you, if you have anything you, like that, like that, that again, like I'm still a you know, and if you have any any memorabilia, China, you know, LPs, like. You know, if you have any of that stuff and you want to get an appraisal on, uh, it's been it's been sitting on your shelf, and you know you want to get a rough idea of what it's worth. Uh, you can call in right now. Uh, our number live in the studio is four one six three six zero zero seven four zero. That's four one six three six zero zero seven four zero, and the toll free number is one eight six six seven four zero four seven four zero. 
We are going to go to uh, Patricia in Toronto. Hi, Patricia. Yes, Patricia. hello. Hi, you're, you're live on the Consignment Heroes. What do you Thank got for us you. today? Thank you. How are you guys? Fantastic. Okay. Um, I do have, um, it's the porcelain water basin and uh, the pit water pitcher, that is, the basin water pitcher that had been used back in the day when they bathed. Um, and they used the, uh, I don't know what you call Before it. Before we had running water. Do you have yes. the thunder bucket to go with it? No bucket. <laughs> it's porcelain basin. Oh, I know what it is. Large. Yeah. And uh, a large and the matching porcelain. Is there flowers on the outside? Is there a name on the under? It'll probably say Meekin on the underside. Or? Yes. When I, I, I will have to get that for you because... I don't see it at the moment, but yes, there is. There are flowers. Okay. Uh, embossed within the the perimeters and around the handle of the the water. Yep. You, pitcher. We used to have a washstand. These would go on. I have. I have the washstand. Okay. Uh, not the top part, but the the main washstand. Okay. As well. Now, on this, this used to be popular, very collectible in probably 1970 through about 2000. People uh-huh. would buy these all the time. You had your watch, uh, your pitcher, your bowl, uh, two of the smaller ones, and you had a thunder bucket. Usually all matched together uh-huh. for the upstairs bedroom because this is before we had all that running water and all the uh-huh. modern uh, conveniences that we have now. Yes. But... Uh, now they're just purely decorative. Even the washstands used to sell for two fifty, two seventy five, or down selling for about a hundred right now. All Victorian furniture is really hard to sell unless it's very condo sized. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the wash pitcher, depending on who made it, if it's made, if it's Limoges, it sells for a bit more. If it's English earthenware, it'll sell for between forty and seventy five dollars. Used yes, to sell I for two fifty. I believe they're from England. Yeah. Because my late uh, father-in-law, they would go over, and he'd be bring back items that he would auction. He was a yep. furniture maker. He oh, made great! Wing-back chairs. Do you now any of the old plans or any of it? You know, that's what a lot of people f- forget to give us. They say they have their, their their family was manufacturing something, whether it be furniture or glassware or something. But any of the old trade manuals that people... I want to recapture the chi- the uh, the history of what's going on in Canada. Yes. So if you had... If he was bringing stuff back from England, it would have been nice if he had some of his drawings and stuff like that. Like the other day, we were at the, um, the TV museum, and the early drawings from Farnsworth, who invented the TV, are probably worth $100,000. I, I would think that. You know, I mean, because there's only the one. There's a very limited amount of people who want them and buy them, but... People who do, they they got deep pockets. They're going to buy this kind of stuff, okay? But your washstand and this is only going to be worth about, like I say, seventy five dollars, and it's going to be tougher to get it like that. That's where you get you go. My friends out at the um, at uh, Clapperson Corners have those out there, and my friends at uh, Southworks Antiques Mall. Uh-huh. You'll go out there, and I'll bet you there's ten sets of those there yeah. because they used to be much more collectible. And when we go into a house, it's one of the things that people want to get rid of, you know. Yeah. And what about the commode that um, it was used as a, uh, you know, a flower pot lately? But it's a, it's an actual commode. Yeah. And it's all 
dressed with um, uh, colors around the whole thing and a bit of gold. Again, I got thirty, forty dollars. It yeah. used to be a lot better. But, okay. You know, okay. I remember we used to have sets, and we used to do the Yorkdale and Sherway Antique Show years ago. Okay. And they would be the first things out of the booth all the time. We were always glad because they were always big. The okay. last thing, if I can find sure. it, it's in my room. If I can find it, it's from the Titanic. Okay. It's a. Um, Why do you leave the best stuff to the last? I know. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm from the Titanic. If I can find it. Um, it's a print of the mapping, and it's written history. But it's after it sunk, right? Pardon me. Uh, the best Titanic stuff is stuff before the sinking. Anything, anything before the sinking is huge. Anything after the sinking is not as good because they made a lot of it because it was the news of the day. I'll have to check which check reading it. it is. I'll have to check was it talking about after or perhaps it was speaking before. If it's before, give us a call next week. Yeah. We'll be here. I'm looking forward to the call. I just have to find it. It's in my room. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, thank you for listening. I love your show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, well, at least it's in a room and not in the basement. Because basement sometimes is really hard to find. You know, the spider's down there. It's dark. Some lights don't work. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, I'm scared of the basement. I know. That's why I send you there. Uh, oh. <laughs> send me there. Uh, we're going to go to uh, Ina in Hamilton. Hi, Ina. Hi. Hi. Um, I've sold my house, and I've got a whole slew of things. I am, I'm bedridden. I've got drums and guitars and pool tables. I've got a sink that's brand new. I didn't even install it. It's worth over $1,000 and all kinds of old furniture, pictures. And I want to know if you can, if I can arrange for somebody to come down and, and do an appraisal of what to yeah. thing and, and if you can give me a number or, or you can call me, I can give you my number. It, Sebastian's going to take your number in one minute, mm -hmm. but what, that's what we do. Now, if you've already sold your house, a couple things you have to worry about is if it's a time limit, where the stuff is now, how yeah. long we have to get rid of it, what the process is. Normally, people call us in. I have drums and guitars and, and organs. and, and <laughs> Organs are not going to be good, but uh, oh. the guitars and drums and stuff like that are good, but pianos and organs Table are... Table and, and all kinds of furniture and clothes and oh, just everything. Seba if you hang on, Sebastian's going to take your number here. I'm just going to talk about this is what we do. People call us when you, if you're downsizing, we can do everything. We take all the stress out of it. We we set it up so that if you're going to sell your house, we get put the house, we either clear it out or make it so it can be sold easily. I I just I find it so funny. It's like it's like I think when people are going shopping and they want to find decor for their house, they're like, okay. Give me the heaviest things you have in this place. Pool table, perfect. Uh, organ, definitely. Piano, three of them, please. Like, it, it, it's I hilarious. When we, when we do these house clearings, it's like, you know, it, it'd be nice if there's a few light things to lift. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? But, um, you know, the, I always found that amazing with the heavy items. Like, how do you even, why would you put a piano in every room? I, if you want to do it, okay. But, you know, I just, it's, yeah. I just find it a little bit funny. No, no, we do, but that's what we do. But we take the stress out of it. It's always better if we can use time. If you know you want to downsize, let us start working now. We have a house this week that we're going to be emptying the whole the whole house. I think we have a house for next week as well. Yeah, that was one of her weakest selling points. I would say is like, yeah, I just sold the house, so she basically has no time. So this is why yeah. my my dad keeps preaching about us being consignment here. I was like, 
give yourself as much time as possible. Like it takes time to list your house, however long it takes, and whatever two months, three months, and by selling and everything like that. You should be ready to contact us then. Like I need to get rid of my stuff in two months, so it gives us a lot of time and get most bang for your buck. Yeah. So before you go on this call, I have to talk about my my daughter's new company. Okay. It's called, and this is for everyone knows. I have four grandkids now. Okay, and so I, I like to call it grandkids' clothes, but they have they have started a company called O and Low dot ca. You can just go to the the website. This would have hopefully, hopefully a lot of people have these pens and papers because if you have grandkids and you want to buy them quality stuff for their kids, and this is they only support Canadian brands like me, ethically ethically made product. Okay, and high quality, and they're a Canadian company, and it's a small business. And they just started, and they say, Dad, can you give us a plug? And I says, yeah, I can give you a plug. And uh, But I know what they're like. They just, it's, I, I, would, I would have called it Owen Lowe, which is a good name, because that's the, but I would have called grandkids stuff. Okay, but it's all no, but it's all quality stuff for kids. We can't resist. I mean, my wife goes out, and every day there's something new for the grandkids. Well, wouldn't that be cute? Now we're lucky that we get to hand it down because they're all space. They're all strategically spaced out. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> why you weren't in charge of naming the company. Okay, <laughs> so that's owenlow.ca. Owenlow.ca, and just go to the website, and um, right after your, uh, the show here, and you might see something that uh, say, "I'd like that for my grandkids or your kids." If we have someone younger listening, but the grandkids, I know what it's like. I can't resist either. They they smile at me, and I want to give them something. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, if if you're in a giving mood or you want to hand something down, like you were saying. There, we, we're here live at the Zoomerplex taking your phone calls about anything with stuff. It can be mannequins, patio furniture, comic books, video games, art, pottery. Like, you know, even if you have this uh, automaton, if you have an old bank, I find those things really cool. The old, the old little box oh, yeah. banks things. The and then you banks. smash them and then there's money everywhere. No, you don't know. The it, cast iron banks. Yeah, but the, how are you supposed to get the money out of it then? Like, when, when there's a pig, right? A pig sends piggy bank, you smash it to get the money out. Right, so when you have a cast iron bank, it's just more fun. You just gotta. It's just harder to destroy it. Banks are for saving. Oh, okay. Okay. Next well, call. I'll save the bank next time. Uh, but if you do want to get a live appraisal right now, or if you ever want to bring down an item, like we had a special guest in studio today, you can always contact us at four one six three six zero zero seven four zero. That's four one six. Three six zero zero seven four zero. Why did you lift, lift your arms? Before we go to the break, because you haven't mentioned our store number all day. Okay, so again, as co-host, you're supposed to do this. Uh, I'm sorry, there's a lot of things going on. Uh, you can also visit us at the store any day from Monday to Saturday during regular business hours. Uh, my dad is always there. Sometimes I'm there. There's always someone there to try to help you out. That's at ten thousand three forty one Young Street, Unit Two. That's in Richmond Hill, just north of uh, Major McKenzie. And the store number is 905-737-4653. That's the number if you want to reach us at the store. Um, right now, we're not there, so we won't be able to answer. But we'll, we have an answering machine that you can um, have a pleasant conversation with. But uh, if you do want to contest right now for a live appraisal, it's 416-360-0740. We'll be right back. Place over a 100 vendors under one antique roof, all competing to give you the best deal. What do you think happens? 
The new Southworks Antiques in Cambridge, all 25,000 square feet, sat across the Grand River in Cambridge, selling antiques and nostalgia. The kind of neat stuff that has drawn Paul and Bogart here for more than 20 years. Passing through Cambridge? Stop by Southworks Antiques on Water Street and help yourself to free parking. You're going to be here a while. Southworksantiques.com. Let's make a deal. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. Uh, We're taking phone calls live right here at the Zoomerplex, and uh, I lost my train of thought with what I just said. Um, You had something to say? This is the gold and silver part of the show. Okay, for one minute here. Uh, Every week, we tell people what we're going to pay for gold and silver. I want them to... This is time for pen and paper again. If you are selling your silver, we're paying 48 cents a gram. Okay, now keep this in mind. And if you're buying, if you've got like a dollar, uh, silver dollars or t- 10 dimes, we're paying nine seventy-five for every dollar. So uh, the reason I'm saying this, I'm going to go also, the gold prices are eighteen ninety for 10 carat, twenty six fifty eight for 14 carat, Thirty four eighteen for eighteen carat. Okay, and we're gonna do a little bit of we're gonna tell people again because I keep on saying this and people always ask us what's the difference in my gold. Now eighteen carat, which is marked eighteen K on the bo- on the on the ring or usually, or is seven hundred and fifty out of a thousand parts. It might be marked seven fifty. That means it's also eighteen carat. Okay, so this is the ident like identifying what carat the gold is. Yeah. And that will, you know, and these prices that you were just given, okay, like these are prices that are always fluctuating, like because the market's always changing, but our ratios don't change. We are paying the same ratio percentages all the time. So we just go along with the market value. So when you come in with something and you want to sell it and we'll we'll be completely transparent, like, okay, this is the market value. This is the percent we're making. This is what we'll pay you. Right, so it, it's very, very straightforward. When you go some some other places, they'll give you a number, and they won't give you the formula of how they got it. Yeah. They're just like, "Oh, okay, I know what I can sell it for. I'm going to try to make this much money." Whereas we go strictly off a of formula. We go off what the market value is, what the actual gold weight is, and then just our percent on top. It's it, yeah. it's it's very simple, very straightforward, very honest. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm saying this because you know those guys that go around, they send a uh, brochure to your house. And they're saying what they're 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 paying the highest. They're not okay. This one I'm giving out my number again. You're right telling now. me that salespeople are lying sometimes. Sometimes, but if this is the way to find out, that's why I get a second opinion. My number is nine is six four seven two nine eight eight nine eight nine. And if you're at one of these places, like they these guys who give out the flyers, and they're going to be in some kind of legion halls, and they're in little hotel rooms and stuff like that, and they try and force you to buy. 
Get their price. Sure, go there. That's one of your opinions. Get a second one. Never, ever sell to them. I guarantee you'll get paid by more by almost anyone else in the world who's honest. So you're a 24-7 gold verification hotline and silver hotline. Well, no. We'll give them the price. And if the other person's paying more, obviously sell to the person who's paying more. But they never are. We had a story one guy. He went in with a, uh, a Cartier watch, and he was. they offered him like $1,000 for it. It's a $50,000 watch. Okay. $50,000. Okay? They offered 1000 Then as he's walking, I will give you 2000 Then they said, because you have to sign up, they said, oh, now you, um, oh, you have the box. Oh, we'll give you 5000 for your $50,000 watch. Plus, he got a phone call that night. Okay. Now, as he's leaving the place, he says he's a security guard. And he says, I don't know why you're trying to keep the crooks out. The crooks are inside here. When you offer $5,000 on a $50,000 watch, you are doing something wrong. That's why you have to get a second opinion. And they get these stuff. And it's just, if I don't do anything else, but I get some people, if I can save one person this week from not getting ripped off, I'm happy. Okay, you're, okay. Turning, you're turning purple. Sorry. Uh, but okay. the best sales tactic is, to, I guess, to walk away until they keep offering you more. No. No, no, I know. You're saying that you're not going to. You're going to be honest with them. But most people, when you go to those type of situations, they're going to be like, oh, okay, if they can't get you at the cheapest price, they're going to keep offering. You that know they're lying. Yeah, yeah, they're lying. So it's like when you give a price, it's usually your bottom dollar price. Yeah. And you know what your percentages you can make. So that that's the difference between how we conduct business and how they conduct business. I know you want to keep going, but we have phone calls to get okay, to. Okay, 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 I'm sorry. Keep your rant for after the show, okay? No good. Don't then. worry, I will record you with my phone, and I'll send it to yourself. You can watch yourself rant. Okay. Uh, we're going to go to uh, Laura in Thank Aurelia. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Laura. Hello. Hi, you're live in Consignment Heroes. Oh, good. I'm calling about two items. One is I have an album, and it's a Jackie Wilson album, Stereo Brunswick Records. It's um, my golden favorites, number two. And um, um, I don't know what to say. If it's perfect condition. This is a true hi-fi stereogranic record. Yeah, this would be in 1961, 63, that area. If it's mono, some of the monos are going for more money. Jackie Wilson probably sell between fifteen and twenty dollars. Uh, there's still people collect it. There are record shows out there, but if you have one, it's not a whole lot. If you have a whole pile of them, it's good. And you have to check now. You have to open it up and yeah. make sure there's no scratches or dings or you you know wine spilt on it and you know that kind of stuff. Yeah. It has to be in perfect shape to get that kind of money. And the cover's got to be in good shape as well. Oh, the cover's in excellent shape. Yeah, no, but a dealer's only going to pay you about five on this on a Jackie Wilson. That's because it's not the highest, the fastest selling. Beatles, okay. you know, your rock and roll sells a little bit better, your blues and jazz. If you have a $500 album, you've got a better chance of getting 300 out of the dealer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, I just read in the paper that Jackie Wilson albums were valuable, but I love mine. Can I ask you about yeah. a piece of furniture? Sure. I have a cedar chest. Okay. Handed down from my mother, okay. and it was made in Hanover, Ontario. Okay. A lane chest. And my mother tells the story that when she paid for it, she paid, like, monthly on it. Yeah. She was 14 years old. And she said there was another one made exactly like it for the governor general. There's only two that were ever made like it. It's completely carved out. You need to send me a picture. Oh, I am. Your powers of description are not going to be nearly as good as your powers of photography. Okay, I couldn't get down. What does it say? Is it south? 
Oh, it's Southworks? W-O-R-K. Oh, no. Our, um, if you're sent to us, it's, it's uh, Toronto Sales at... I'm so, sorry, Toronto what? Sorry, I'm going to say... So I'm, I'm going to describe it because he's terrible at saying the word sales. So it's like the English word sales. Yep. S- sorry, I missed that. Uh, sales, S-A-L-E-S. Yeah. At torontogoldsilver.com. And that you can email us a picture and we'll be able to give you a good idea about it because it seems like it's a little bit more unique than usual. Well, it's extremely unique. Yeah, and it, I feel I'd like, like to see I, it. I feel like it would have a, a lot more value. And then, like, uh, you know, I was just thinking when she mentioned, like, she. We're running out of time. I, I know when she mentioned she'd like um, payments for a chest. Yep. Like, I, I can imagine payments for a car, but for a chest? Yeah, I don't. Know, I don't know if I could ever personally do that, but okay. you know, it's got to be have some serious value. Uh, we're gonna go to uh, Fran in Etobicoke. Hi, Fran. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, my husband's had this a coin for many years, and it is a um, 1907 English penny, George the Third, and I'm just curious to know. George V. If you give me any information at 1907 all. 1907 be Edward. I'm sorry? 1907 to be Edward. Yeah, 1901 to... Edward, be, Edward, be Edward. Yeah. <laughs> 1707. Oh, 1707. What did I say? You said 1907. I was going to tell you a dollar. It's a good uh, job my husband's here. It's a 1707 English penny. I'd have to find that out. Now that, I'm not up on my, I have books on English stuff at my store. Give me a call at the store, 905. So give, a, give a rough estimate, though. Like, what, what would you say? i got to see the condition, because those are the big it wagon is, wheels. It is, it's in a little plastic container, and it's been in there. It is absolutely clear to look at. You can read it, and both sides of it are, are readable and Call me at the store tomorrow, and I promise to give you a price over the phone. So, okay. yes, please, what, please. 905. What is your name? I'm Paul, uh-huh. 905-737-4653. 727-737-437-4653. Thank you. Uh, so we're expecting your call tomorrow. So if she doesn't call, well, we're going to be pretty upset. Uh, we're going to go Mary in Toronto. Quickly, Mary, we're running out of time. Hey, good morning. Morning. I have a cast iron bank. Uh, it's been it's made in England. It's painted, and it is a black gentleman, um, and he has his hand extended. Yeah. And you put the money in his hand, and then push a lever, and he opens his mouth and swallows the money, and his eyes roll back. If it's real, it's about a thousand dollars. What? Yeah, a thousand dollars. Yeah, they were very collectible, but they're also heavily reproduced. You can tell by the screw, and they'd even go to the point of taking the bank, putting in tomato sauce, throwing in the garden for six months to make it look old. Okay. Oh no. No, no. (laughs) I'm just saying what they would do to reproduce it because this bank used to sell for twenty five hundred dollars. Okay, mechanical banks are still very collectible. In spite, mainly because my son would, his idea of destroying banks is hitting with a hammer. Well, it, well, it doesn't matter if it's cast iron or not. Like the whole point of having the small bank is to put money in and then getting it out. Yeah, but these are mechanical banks. It would encourage kids to save because they would say, wow, I can put that in. He put it in his mouth. 
And then the parent would say, well, that money's gone. And then, here, do you want to try it again? Put another one in. Well, uh, I think that's funny <laughs> that, you know, we, we start talking about banks, then someone calls in for a bank. No, uh, that, that they were very collectible banks, the baseball players. People have this stuff in their basements. Okay, so uh, we're running out of time. Sorry for again? the calls we didn't get to, but um, what, uh, any final thoughts? Yes, we, we can help Th- people. Th- okay, final thought. Thought. <laughs> no one fights over cash. So that's sometimes if you have stuff... You want to sell. A friend of mine gave me that line this week. No one fights over cash. We can get you cash for your stuff, okay? What, what do you mean? People fight over cash all the time. What are you talking about? No, if you've got if you've got descendants and you want to you want to divide up something, if you've got one really good item, sell the item and distribute the cash. It's There's no problem with that. It's easy to count, easy to get rid of, no problem. Well, I have no idea what my dad's talking about, but I hope you do. Have a great weekend. Thank you.